What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake once again back here recording on Sunday for the Wednesday episode and joined by my lovely compadre, my fellow Florida bar member, also some new New York bar member, Mr. David Wise. Davey, one, congratulations. Sorry, congratulations. And two, let the folks know what's on tap for today's episode. Oh, we got some fun stuff today. So we're going to talk about games that we are going to win that we should lose and games that we're going to lose that we should win. And then last, because Drake is just itching to have this conversation, we're going to talk about A.J. Duffy starting at quarterback. I'm Ron Burgundy. You are Ron Burgundy, and you're beautiful with that peacock hair. I love what's going on. But, folks, thank you guys so much for bringing Locked on Samuels, your first listen each and every single day. And with that being said, let's go on with the show. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles on Wednesday. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Drake, at the top of the hour, and I'm joined by Mr. David Wise. Davey. What's been going on in the past, uh, what, 20 minutes the last time I spoke to you? <laughs> uh, Drake, I went to the fridge and got myself another cherry vanilla Coke Zero, which, by the way, is by far the best tasting soda on the streets right now. Highly recommend it. Uh, you got to ask Aaron Cabrera. He got the, the uh, Flaming Hot Mountain Dew, which I'm not going to lie to you. It looks like something cool. that came out of a nuclear reactor. But, folks, as always, thanks for making Lock on Samuels your first listen each and every single day. And as always, don't forget to hit the like button at the bottom of this video. Hit the subscribe banner up at the tippy, tippy top and ding the little bell so you know when you get notifications. And if you are listening on either Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast from, hit the five-star reviews. As you can see, right now I am in my satellite office in Delray Beach, Florida, a.k.a. my girlfriend's apartment. Shout out Jess. Shout out to Shawnee and Jake who are celebrating their engagement this weekend over in California. Love you guys. Now, Dave, this was your idea, yep. so I'm going to hand the reins off to you. What are we talking about today? And let the folks know how we're going to be doing this. Okay, so let's start positive, huh? Like, I don't want to start out just in negative town. So we're going to go games that we're going to win this year that we probably should lose, that we'll be like, uh, that we'll be underdogs in. There's a few of these in my book this year. And unfortunately, that means because, you know, I say, I think we're going to go six and six. That means there's a few of the other ones for segment two. We'll get to negative town later. So starting off. Um, I have well, home before you start. I love how you're the bus driver for negative town. I think that's actually really appropriate. We should get you like a little uniform and everything else too. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, but I'm starting positive. I'm going to start positive. Um, I have like three games in particular and there are three, the three important. Well, two of them are important. One of them is kind of adorable, uh, games that I think we're going to win that we should lose. And the first one the first one comes on October 1st at home against Wake Forest. We lost to Wake Forest last year. We, I, I think even at home, we're going to be underdogs in that game, depending on how the year starts out. Like that's going to determine a lot of it, obviously. But they have what a lot of people think to be one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC and Sam Hartman. Um, I, I feel differently. And I think it's very wait, 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 can you say that again for posterity reasons? Yeah, you know, a lot of people think Sam Martin's good at quarterback. I don't get it. But um, it's it's really cute what Wake Forest has done the last, you know, year or two. It's, you know, they've won some football games over there with their 30 students and 
all of them on the football team. It's, it's cool for them. Um, it, it, they're not good, though. Um, they have quite literally one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. Like, Jacksonville State's defense last year was better than Wake Forest. And I don't think I'm kidding. Um, Jackson State's defense might be better than Wake Forest. I think we'll be underdogs, like I said, in that game because of Sam Hartman. And I think we're going to win that game and buy more than one score. I think that's a really good one to pick, actually. And I, I'll probably will be my honorable mention for that. May, primarily, I, I think that's a game we should win. And I think that we'll probably – that'll be, probably be a pick game, again, kind of like how it was last year. And that's because Wake Forest's defense is terrible. It's just obscenely – it's obscene. I think that's the only way really – honestly, there's no other adjective I need to actually add there because – they let what an army score or was a navy like score sixty points in them. I was in line at Disney yeah. World for the new Ratatouille, right? I'm like, wait a minute, I took the under in this game. What the hell is going on right now? And I literally was just a a hot mess yep. for the rest of the day from that. But yeah, I mean, Sam Hartman is still a great QB. That's really cool. But you can't have a group of uh, you know a power you know offense and then have a defense that probably wouldn't even survive at the FCS level. So I kind of right. agree with you on that. And I do think Sam Hartman though probably is a top five QB, but. I think at the end of the day, it being the game being at Doak is actually a lot of serviceable to us. What do you got? Me, I am going to go to the game. I think a few weeks before that, and this actually might be the most important game of the entire season, and that's Friday, Saturday. I'm sorry, Friday night, September sixteenth. We go to Louisville, go up against Malik Cunningham and Sky Too Hotty Scott Sarafield, and that's a game that we probably. Should we, we probably should lose that game. I think Malik Cunningham is he's the number one quarterback in the conference. Shout out to Dave for kind of converting myself to that bandwagon because that kid is pretty damn good. Actually, probably yep. isn't, that's an understatement. But I think us catching them after a UCF game where UCF, as you guys know, John Rice Plumley, the former Ole Miss quarterback and who we recruited a few years ago, is now going probably going to be the starting quarterback actually at UCF. And I see Gus Malzahn with the offense he runs. It's going to be a lot of movement. Probably 80 or 90 snaps on offense, probably you'll see UCF run. And with Gus Malzahn, the, the more athletic his quarterback is, the better he actually plays. Look at Nick Marshall with Auburn. And to me, I know it's going to be a weak thing. I think Louisville is going to be a lot more exhausted, a lot more bumps and bruises from that game. And I think that's kind of how what helps us out actually out at the end of the day. And I just think our defense also, we saw the last half of last year. I think our defense will be much more improved this year. And I think we'll be able to hold Malik Cunningham to try to do everything himself. And we might see the bad Malik Cunningham coming out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not with you at all. Uh, I don't think Malik Cunningham is Lamar Jackson, but I do think he's the best quarterback in the conference. And I don't want to watch this game uh, for reasons of, like, my own personal health and sanity. I'm going to find something to do that day. And it ain't going to be watching that game because it's not going to be close. Um, but I hope you're right, obviously. Now, now, I'm going to take you way on a trip to positive town here. With, with my other two games. I'm going to lump – I'm going to go through one of them really quickly, actually. Oh, we're going to beat Miami. Uh, we're going to be underdogs in that game, but we're going to beat them. They're coaching – their coach has a record of two games over 500 in his career. Holy shit, Mario Cristobal is a shitty head coach. Like, the fact that they are, like, happy about that just blows my mind. I'm like, dear God. I'm going to give you proof on this later. Tyler Van Dyke is nothing without Charleston Rambo. Um, but we're going to beat them. That's going to be an easy one. Now let me give you my third one, Drake. We're going to end the year as underdogs, as we have been for a few years now, to the Florida Gators. Now, should we lose that game? Yep, we should. But I want to remind you, the Florida Gators played Samford last year and gave up 
52 points. Um, I understand that two weeks later, they beat us by only three, and we should have won that game, God damn it. Um, I, I, man, their quarterback situation is so interesting to me. Uh, like, AR-15, um, look, he's got he's to prove to me he can beat us through the air because if all he is is uh, a running threat, then I don't feel too bad about our chances of beating Florida. I think they are ahead of us right now in terms of their roster. I think Billy Napier is probably similar in terms of his coaching profile to Mike Norvell. So I don't expect big things out of Billy Napier. And I think he's a bridge to whoever their next head coach is, who I think will be a much bigger hire and they'll spend a lot more on uh, once they learn the lesson of this one. Um, but I think he's in for a rude awakening year one, despite probably being favored against FSU, I expect us to win. I like those two picks, um, even though I do think Miami actually have them in our next segment, which unfortunately that's kind of like, you know where I stand. I like to think Tyler Van Dyke probably is a top three quarterback in this conference, but I'm actually going to go to a very, very positive place in positive town. And I'm going to lump my two together as well, like kind of how you did to, for brevity's sake. And I think we beat Louis, uh, Louisiana State. I think we beat LSU in the week one matchup primarily. I've been saying a lot where Brian Kelly kind of owns Adam Fuller, but this is also Brian Kelly's first year with an entirely new team, an entirely new program. Also, we have no idea who the quarterback is going to be. Miles Brennan, we'll see if he stays fully healthy. Garrett Nussmeyer is kind of more of a wait and see kind of with him. And Jane Daniels, if it was Jane Daniels two, two years ago, I would take that in a heartbeat. But this is Jane Daniels from last year, if he's the same. Now, I know they're bringing Mike Denbrook, the QB coach from Cincinnati, who made Desmond Ritter into a potential second-round pick, which, I mean, they, I mean, David, you can say all you want about how you feel about him, but he was able to coordinate a very good offense and actually make him a serviceable prospect. Now, we'll see how that works out. But I do think that talent-wise, we can't compete with them. But I do think that our continuity-wise and our players being together for such a so very long time, this is the prime example of a game where we always lose games that we should win. And but to me, this will be a time where we can win a game that we should lose. And then my next one, I've been saying it for the past two say. years, is Clemson. Yeah. I legitimately, you knew I was going to go there. And with Clemson, yeah. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I think DJU is going to be a good QB this year. I just don't know outside of Will Shipley who his weapons are. I really, really don't. And to me, the, 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 strong, the strong suit for this team is their defensive line. I think the offensive line is going to be much more improved this year. It's going to be shocking. Some, it's going to shock some people. And they get enough practice with Fabian Lovett, Robert Cooper, Dennis Briggs, Quayshawn Fuller, Darren McClendon, that they could be somewhat ready for Clemson. So overall, to me, those going to be those going to be my last two right there. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: the only reason I don't say LSU in that mix is because I'm not sure that we should or will be underdogs to them. I really, I, I don't know. That game's like a coin flip to me, so I don't put that in like the category of games we should lose. Um, Clemson. Clemson's going to be like one of those games where we could steal. I think like, I'm not going to predict us to win steal. Uh, That's, I like that. I like that because I, I don't know. It's going to be one of those low scoring games. We'll have to win where it's like 21 to 20 or something where we're kicking a field goal at the last minute or making a stop on the last drive, which like screw the end of that game last year, man. But um, yeah, I, I'm not going to predict us to win just because their defense is going to be so damn good again. Like it is every year. Um, but, yeah, if we're going to win that game, it's going to be because our offense is just trash and we're able to score another extra point or two. Not going to agree with that. And, folks, if you want to score an extra point or two, or if that's kind of thing that's kind of pushing you over to the edge to cover or maybe just miss the cover, head on over to bandline.net, the fastest and easiest way to bet on our latest sports action. As you know, Dave and I, we recently 
we like to, you know, throw money around a little bit more when it comes to sports gambling. And uh, Dave, I got some Heisman odds from you, uh, actually in front of me from here. And I kind of want to ask your okay. thoughts on some of these right now. Would you take these or would you leave them where they are? So I okay. know you're a big, big Spencer Rattler fan, but his backup last year kind of took the nation by storm. Caleb Williams, yep. now at USC, is at plus 500. Do you like the value in that pick? I don't, I don't like the value, but I think it, it, in terms of like whether he could actually win it, oh, yeah. I mean, Lincoln Riley's proven he can put guys in a position to have those kind of prolific numbers. It doesn't matter that it's USC. It's Lincoln Riley, his ship. He's the one winning these Heisman's for his quarterback. And then the last one, and this is someone that I actually took uh, a few weeks ago when these actually odds uh, dropped. And it's someone that you shared the clip of them from the, from the Alabama spring game. What do you think of Jameer Gibbs at plus 2,800? It's so frustrating. Those are such good odds. Like every Alabama running back is going to have some ridiculous highlight reel runs and four-figure yards is going to put him in the Heisman conversation. That's going to be no different this year. I, I like those odds a lot. I know. I love them too. That's why I put a, I put a several. That, that's a, I put like a, a sizable amount actually on that play. But folks, head on over to betonline.net now and use promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head on over today to betonline.net where the game starts. And now, Dave, as you are the yep. conductor of this train, the bus driver yep. of our crew, now we must go over to Negative Town, sadly, but yeah. surely. It's kind of more of it's kind of our brand between you and I. So now where should we go be going to your first game where games that we should win that we probably will be losing? Man, there's one game in particular on this list that's just gonna piss me off. Like I don't think NC State is that good. I think Devin Leary is one of the he's, – he's among the top half of the ACC in quarterbacks. He's one of the better ones, obviously. I think he's overrated compared to what I see people say about him, like the perception of him at least. Um, NC State is not an overwhelmingly good football team. Like their record last year was solid. Um, I still think we could, if not should have, beat them last year. And – I just see that as one of those games that we probably should win again this year, but for one reason or another, and NC State has been our bugaboo going back a friggin' decade now in terms of times we should have beat them but didn't, and I don't think it's going to be any different this year. That's a really good pick, even though I, I when Max and me, my, uh, when Max and I did our, our win loss, I guess projections earlier in the week, we I look I circled that game as probably our most likely loss in that stretch, primarily because I think Devin Leary being what his Ben Wilder year now at this point actually at NC State, where he has improved every single year. I think he had like thirty five <laughs> touchdowns at two interceptions, um, and I like their defense a lot actually. I do think Corey Dern has found a home for himself there. Change of scenery is definitely good for the kid, and Cyrus Fagan pre injury was going on a route where like he was a top tier safety and someone that we was finally capitalizing on the talent that we saw when he was a recruit and did commit to Florida State before he transferred. Um, yep. To me, I'm going to go actually to the first game on the schedule, and that's against the Dave. I'm just completely joking. I wanted that reaction out of you. We're not losing to Duquesne. Oh, please, God, no. No, I'm actually going to go to uh, the game that you highlighted in the first half, and that's Miami. Uh, to me, it's, it's at Hard Rock. And I know that Hard Rock, I know it's not their stadium and anything, but it's a really good atmosphere. And actually, people, they do show out for those games. To me, this is a game that you should win that we most likely are going to lose primarily because I think this comes down to who is the better quarterback. And I know you and Max are not super high on TVD. I, when I first saw him actually start after Derek King, I thought he was going to fall flat on his face, especially after he was talking all that trash before the game he started at. 
But the last six games of the year, we saw that he definitely is a top-tier caliber quarterback in the conference and potentially also in the country. Now, you do bring up a good point that with Charleston Rambo gone, who is the guy he's going to be throwing the ball to? Xavier Estrepo is a good wide receiver. He should not be a wide receiver one. So it's going to fall on a Michael Redding. It's going to fall on the transfer Clemson Frank Latson. But to me, I think offensively, that team is going to be dangerous, especially with Jalen Knighton, Don, uh, Don Chaney, Thad Franklin back there in the backfield. The only question is now with the defense, can we hold, can actually, can we exploit that? Because apparently the defense right now, outside of Larry Taylor on the, on the, um, on the defensive line, isn't doing as great as they want to in spring. But to me, this is a game that we should win because it's the first year under Cristobal. And you know, those are, there's a lot of growing pain when it comes to that. But to me, I do think that this is where we both saw, we all three, all of us saw the second half last year in the Miami game. I thought we were going to blow that immensely when I was in the middle of the ball with Kyle. So to me, I think it's a game that we should win, but unfortunately it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough game, man. There's always a tough game. So. Yeah. I hear you on that. Um, I, I, I hate that this is going to go even more to negative town now, but it has to. Um, Don't say uh, Before I do that. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Okay, before okay. I do that, I'm going to say this. There's a chance that like in retrospect, it'll turn out that LSU is one of those games because like depending on who the starting quarterback is and how they finish the year out after we play them, if we lose to them, they could absolutely have one of those like five and seven seasons where it's like, God, looking back, we really should have beat them, but didn't. So there's an easy chance that that game ends up on that list. But there's going to be like, if you just do the math in terms of like the process of elimination, it's going to be one of Boston College. I have that Georgia too. Tech or Syracuse. One of those three games we're going to lose. Um, Boston College, uh, Phil Dracovich, like, could end up being one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. That dude has a problem staying healthy. Like, if he could just stay on the field, I he, I want to say they lose, like, a ton of offensive linemen, so, like, that sucks for him. But in terms of, like, his quarterback ability, he could absolutely be a good, one of the better quarterbacks in the ACC in an ACC that is particularly loaded at the quarterback position. So that's just one of those games where – most important position on the field. It gets hot that day. Like we could lose to Boston College. I, man, I'm not. If we lose to Georgia Tech, like Max said, holy shit, I'm gonna. I, I'm I'm just gonna cry because that is a bad team, and I expect this to be Jeff Collins' last year there. Um, and Syracuse, who the hell is their? Is it Trader their quarterback? The guy Trader is still their QB Tom, against us. Tommy DeVito, I think, transferred over to Illinois. Actually, the final Danny line. DeVito. Right. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito. Yeah. The only concern there is like, didn't Schrader like run like a gazelle against us last year? And it like was inexplicable just the way it visually looked. You know what it was? Because he's a big guy. He was Jordan Travis from two years ago against Boston College. He literally didn't throw the ball. They maybe once or twice, but he literally ran for I probably like around a hundred yards against us. Yeah. Like because like we literally were taking away all the all the passing lanes, and our run defense was literally non-existent that day. Um, is that your pick then? Because like I think I have to go Boston College if I have to go one of those three games we're gonna lose. Like we just will. Yeah, Boston College is mine, and it's because I like Bojan Kovic a lot. Uh, he only was injured last year. Uh, he did have the wrist injury that kept him out for major for I think probably a majority of the season. And this year he does lose I think three linemen to the draft. One of them pro- potentially being a second round pick. He does bring back Zay Flowers. And yeah. when we go up against wide receiver ones. It does get dangerous. Look at A.T. Perry last year for Wake Forest, which is going to be something that it's going to be difficult to see. But to me, yeah, Boston College, is it's earlier. It's at Doak. We should win that game. But Phil Dracovic kind of scares me. It first, I don't know why. Yeah. Big Phil, 
he definitely scares me. I think my last one too, it's really, this is kind of where I'm staying at with that. It's if I have to pick one, cause there's only two games I kind of have, I put on, under this category we have for today. It's going to be Georgia tech. Um, and it's primarily oh. because I, I, I don't, I think this is probably the, the least likely thing to happen folks. So don't, you know, crucify me in the comments or you can actually give your opinion to, down below. It's just Jeff Collins to me. I don't think he makes that game. As in, I think he gets fired the week before. I think they have a bye week before that. Actually, let me pull up their schedule real quick. I can actually can tell you guys real quick. Two weeks before we play them, they have a bye week. And to me, I don't think Jeff Collins makes it past that far. I think Jeff Collins actually gets fired that week. And my main concern is what will happen is that what we saw last year with Florida. Florida moved on from Dan Mullen. They promoted their quarterback's coach. And they got out to play because they had nothing left to lose. To me, that's probably my only concern for that game. Um, they do lose Jameer Gates, lose a lot of people. but and that kind of goes to where I think this team is. I think this team is actually a lot more capable of stealing some games than than dropping games they shouldn't. Because I, yeah. if we're being honest here, we're doing three. But I, to me, I think it's more like two. But if you're making me pick three, I think my three are definitely the ones ones I listed with uh, Miami, Boston College, and then Georgia Tech. Yeah. So you know, after we get to that bye week after Clemson, it's going to be really interesting in terms of like determining how that Georgia Tech and that Syracuse game go. I think because. We could that in that seven game stretch before that, like if we're like five and two, this team is gonna have an awful lot to play for. But if we go into like after that bye week at like two and five or three and four, man, you could start to see a lot of selfish play um, and just a lot more give up. And if that's what happens, oh my god, you could you could really start to see something go off the rails and like lose to a really bad Syracuse or Georgia Tech team. So just I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I don't think the season's just going to go off the rails. But that's after that bye week is, is really what's going to make or break this season. I think what's going to make or break this season is the, is the third game. I legitimately think that Louisville game will tell us exactly where this team stands because I think Louisville overall – I think you're in a similar spot to us where they actually can be kind of a thorn in a lot of teams' sides. They can win games that they should actually steal from people because of their because of their quarterback. We can do the same with our defense, too. I think we'll, we'll see a lot more turnovers with our defensive backs. And also, I think Jared Verse will – he won't start the year as a number one defensive end, but I do think he'll take over starting role probably by game three or game four. So, to me, I think that game is going to showcase where we are, especially because in the next segment it will be a tease. I think we might see a change actually at who's running the offense. Yeah, that point is just Clemson for me. And that's why I said the bye week after that, because like like you said earlier, that Clemson team is beatable. And if they go out there and just beat the hell out of this this FSU team, man, that's gonna be really demoralizing. Like in a game that we really could possibly depending on how the year is going for both of us, maybe even should win against a team that man, they have just beat the hell out of us. And just last year was such a disappointment. Like, that's a – we really need to start beating puns and if we want to get back to the top of the ACC. All right, Drake, so I know you're itching to talk about this. Um, you just kind of set up the, the segue of the quarterbacking position. Um, I know you really like A.J. Duffy. In the spring game, we didn't – I mean, on the TV again, it was almost useless what we saw, but – he didn't look like just this little skinny deer in the headlights freshman like we've seen from other freshman quarterbacks in the past. Do you think there's a chance that A.J. Duffy really takes the reins as the starting quarterback from Jordan Travis this year? Bar- not because of injury. I want to preface what I'm about to say. I, we all watched the spring game and talking to people that were there, 
AJ Duffy did look not like a freshman at the first He looks horrible. He didn't look good. Like I think we should we can all like put that out there because that's he it wasn't the best showing. That being said, I legitimately have a belief that I wouldn't be surprised if the team goes down early in the schedule that we see a changing of the position at the quarterbacks just at the spot. Um, I know we everyone's uh, are is super stoked on Tay Rodmaker, the progression he's making, but to me, if we he might be, I have Max I said numerous times. It could be the Jake Cooper type or Sean McGuire type. Now, he doesn't want to be your starter, but you want to fill in the role if something, you know, does go awry with your number one option. To me, he's more of a 2B option, actually, at the back quarterback spot. With A.J. Duffy, like Dave is saying, the man's 230 pounds. The man, I think, is Big. 6'2". He's demonstrably bigger than Jordan Travis and also than, than Tate Rodemaker. Now, he looks like Sam Howell, just thick. He does, I think that's a really good comp saying Sam Howell. I do think that there are a lot of throws where you see with A.J. Duffy that you don't see the, the, the staff actually ask Jordan Travis to do. Now, I do agree that the spring game is nowhere near tailored to showcasing what Jordan Travis can do. Because Jordan Travis, what he can do is he can move the pocket. He can run to the outside. He can use his legs. A.J. Duffy, though, I saw several times, and also been here in practice, he can throw the ball on the run. Now, am I saying is he ready? I don't think he is. Rise of right now. But I do think that over summer, we're going to probably hear a lot more of him pushing for the job. And to me, if the season starts out kind of in a way where we're, we're like, well, we're one and two, or maybe even two and three, two and four, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Nervell kind of feels the, I guess, the, hot, the fire under his seat and does the draft decision actually starting AJ Duffy. And quite honestly, we saw Miami do the last year with TVD and it paid off dividends for them. So why not us? Yeah, I, this is all I'm going to say. If the coaching staff makes the decision, to replace a healthy Jordan Travis with A.J. Duffy, the reason better be that A.J. Duffy looks ready and is capable and up to the task, not because the coaching staff is worried about what the fans think or about saving themselves from a hot seat. I can agree with that. If they throw him out there and James Blackman this kid, I swear to God, that is the end of me believing in this coaching staff. Like – it's possible, of course, that what they see on the practice field isn't what ends up happening, and he looks ready in practice, goes out there, and it just doesn't work out right away. That's possible, but we better be hearing that. We better be hearing that in practice, A.J. Duffy is just, like I said, not a deer in the headlights. Physically, and this is what I meant by the spring game, he looks the part of a guy that can start at quarterback in the ACC. He's big. like He could probably withstand and not get injured, which is great, and that's something Jordan Travis struggles with. Um, but it just just mentally, he better be ready for the game if they're going to throw him out there. Because if they ruin that kid's career, he has a lot of potential that shouldn't be wasted. No, and I, and I completely agree with that. And I, it's more that I only want him out there if they actually, if you're right, if they believe that he is fully capable of handling that. From the spring game, as of right now, it doesn't look like he's ready for that yet. But also, he should be in high school still right now. He's also being over the entire spring and summer working with the wide receivers and the tight ends. And apparently he's an extremely hard worker and dedicated to what he's trying to do. Now, to me, overall, I do think that this question is going to arise, whether it be Jordan Travis being healthy or Jordan Travis, unfortunately, having to miss time to injury, as we've seen with history in the past. So to me, I raised the question. I wanted to have that, this conversation primarily because I think it's like almost a 99.9% chance that we see A.J. Duffy, whether we want to or not, start a game. And I also want to say that like when he does start that game, 
it's going to be real indicative of how Mike Norvell's tenure is going to end here in Tallahassee because, to me, this is basically year three is where we need to see some proof of concept. And also, if A.J. Duffy isn't what he is as advertised, then it will highlight how Mike Norvell has thoroughly mismanaged the quarterback room since his time here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know my thoughts on quarterback recruiting the last half decade here, including under Norvell. But I think you should see Duffy in the um, David Duquesne game uh, just at some point. I mean, there's going to be garbage time in that game. So it makes sense to see what he looks like out there against a well-overmatched defense. Like, probably not too much. A lot of players on IMG are better than a lot of that Duquesne team. Uh, but – I guess my question to you would be like, at what point would it make sense? Because if you were to, for example, go get through that NC State game and the coaching staff were to think, okay, second half of the season, we let's see what we got in Duffy. You were to throw him to the Wolves against Clemson. I would really question the coaching staff's judgment to sit a healthy Jordan Travis, throw Duffy to the Wolves against probably the best defense we'll see this year. So... So what's it's, the timing? What's the proper timing? See, the time, is, and, and that's kind of like the question, right? So to me, probably the best – so let's see. I don't think you do it after – I think you give Jordan enough room and time that honestly you probably do play through the Clemson game unless you were inexplicably like two and – what would it be? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Unless you're – if you're two and five, like at that point, you're going to – you probably make a change earlier than that, right? Uh, to me, personally, you probably take that off week and then you see what you have actually overall and see where actually all the discrepancies are because something as we've seen, sometimes your struggles are because wide receivers aren't getting separation. Offensive line isn't blocking. Maybe what you're saying yesterday from the for, about the running back room that Jason Corbin cannot be replaced. So we have to also take that into account. But if all of that across the board has improved and Jordan has either stayed the same or maybe regressed because he's going back to old habits, I would honestly have him start Georgia Tech because I think it's the perfect, perfect sort of kind of um, audition for him to actually take a starting job because Georgia Tech as we've said, is going to be ass. And I think that'll probably be the best spot for him. Yeah, my, my only – the only reason I wouldn't want to do that is because Miami the next weekend. Uh, Jordan Travis beat Miami last year. Um, and I just don't want a true freshman having to start against Miami um, if there's no, like, injury-related reason for that, especially when I know that the guy from last year already beat them. So I, if, if there's a time for me that you're going to do it, like, for sure the coaching staff is going to do it, it's right after Miami against Syracuse um, because you get Syracuse and then you get Louisiana. And then you, uh, get, Florida, Florida. But you, get, you get Florida though. Like I know, but you get two tune-up games for that. Whereas like, if you do it against tech, you're getting one game before you, before you're playing Miami. I just don't like having one game before that. No, I agree with that. That's why I think it might happen earlier. Um, I think like, to me, the perfect spot is the door tech game because I think door tech, that's a perfect, like you'll, you'll get the David Duquesne sort of like, you know, workout and everything else to like, get the timing down. And also, when, when you do GT, like, you'll have all that practice reps in. But to me, probably, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a change at QB at, against a team that, you know, we might struggle against. That, that might be probably Boston College at Wake Forest. But I do think that the spot that most likely will be happening at is probably GT. So you're saying you, you think if you had to bet, you're saying A.J. Duffy starts the game this year? If I had to bet, I think A.J. Duffy starts four games this year. Yeah. My God. All right. Clip that one. You can, I, mean, I mean, how many games did uh, Jordan Travis start last year? I, I, don't, I, th- I don't think A.J. Duffy starts a game this year. You don't think so? 
No. You think that? T- so you, you do you? Is that because? Not because they, he's not ready. No, 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 no. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to preface that. Is it because you think that they actually? You think Jordan Travis for the first time in his career like actually will show hey, he can be healthy for a full year because he can improve. He showed us. He both showed both of us last year. He can improve passing. I still think he can do that. I'm just saying from his resume wise, you see with how he's performed and also how the staff has been kind of in a weird way the way they manage the QB room and the choices. Or do you think it's mainly because? Tate Rodemaker actually is serviceable enough as a backup. They'll go with him. It's the weird quarterback choices, man. Like the coach has shown a willingness and, and, and a seeming lack of awareness um, about what they can get out of the quarterback position. Like they've tried, I, I give them credit for trying options. Like that's something they should have done uh, and they did, but they threw Rodemaker out there to the wolf several times and dear God, he did not look good. Um, whether he's improved or not, we'll see. Um, but like throwing McKenzie, I clamored to see Mackenzie Milton, so I'm the idiot. Uh, I have to put my foot in my mouth. But the coaching staff, obviously, with much more knowledge than me, thought that putting him out there was a good idea, like based on what they saw, over a Jordan Travis that could have played. And clearly, Jordan Travis was the better option when healthy than Mackenzie Milton. So I just – some of the quarterback choices have been weird. I, I don't think it will be because um, – I. I do think you'll see Tate Rodemaker take a snap before you see AJ Duffy. And I think if either one of them is going to start a game, it's going to be Tate Rodemaker. And I'm glad you said the management of the QB room. Cause that, I think that's where we see, that's kind of where a lot of my thought, thoughts are going with. You'll see AJ Duffy start at least four games, probably this coming year, because the way that Norvell has handled that room since he got here from the Jeff Sims recruitment to seeing like me and you both clamor for KZ. And we just saw a throwing that he just wasn't in and he stayed with him four games. You see the whole what you know what happened with Tyler Purdy. We have like now that he's gone over in Nebraska, he had a great spring game too over there. So we'll <sighs> see the Luke Altmark uh, recruitment. There's a lot of signs pointing that maybe just maybe he doesn't know what it takes to actually have a you know a to keep a good quarterback. And also with Jordan, he's a good QB, but can but Jordan can he stay healthy? Which I think is the primary concern here. And Jordan only started seven games last year, so AJ yeah. could start five of those. I mean that would be it right there. So to me, AJ Duffy, I think is a sure thing to, to start at least one game. I just think you might push the envelope to four. But, folks, thank you all so much for the love and support. And as always, please comment below what your opinions on the AJ Duffy, Jordan Travis. To me personally, I want Jordan to start. I just, I just ha- don't have the full faith in the staff to stick with their guns eventually. Maybe when the when the seat gets a little too hot, because as you can hear from us, I hear from other outlets right now that this is a must. This is a make or break year for this whole entire coach staff. As always, Dave, let the folks know what to do on the YouTube page and also on the podcast. Oh, why do you always do this to me? All right, so you're going to want to make sure you're following, you're subscribed to the the channel, um, and it'll tell you when we drop episodes. And then you're going to like this. Like Drake said, you can comment below, but like it. Definitely like it because that doesn't take you more than two seconds um, if you do like it. Uh, If you don't, let us know why, and we'll try to get better. How about that? Yeah, folks, I'm trying to be a little slower with my my vernacular because – I talk too damn fast, and trust me, y'all let me know about it. I'm trying to work on that, and Dave always yells at me in between shows to uh to slow the f*** down. But, folks, thank you guys so much for the love and support, as always. And for Dave, this is Drake. We'll see y'all next time on Locked on Seminoles. Take care, everybody. Go Noles. Damn, that was a good Right? <laughs>